0: Happy New Year, my friends. I have missed you these past few weeks as I took a break, not only from airing episodes of the podcast, but also from checking and posting to Instagram. I've missed you, but the reset was much needed. I feel like I have more clarity and a calmer mind right now than I have in over a year. And that feels amazing. So, thank you for coming back to 3 and 30. I'm so excited to head into 2020, and there's so much in store for us. I'm actually recording this about a week in advance of when it will air because my family and I are about to take off on a crazy two week road trip in a camper van. (laughs) And I'm trying to get everything for the podcast prepped in advance so I can be really present with them during the adventure, but also because. I don't even know when and where we will have reception during this whole thing. So for those of you who are interested, here's a quick itinerary of where we're going. We're starting in Phoenix, Arizona, and we're traveling through New Mexico to White Sands National Monument and Carlsbad Caverns. Then we're heading south to Texas, and we're going to spend a few days in Big Bend National Park. Uh, We're going to go to San Antonio, probably Houston, and then along the Gulf Coast, We're going to visit some plantations in Louisiana, spend a day or two in New Orleans, and then head to Alabama to meet up with one of my favorite former podcast guests, Dr. Katie Penry, and see her neck of the woods for a few days, and we'll end our adventure in Atlanta, and hopefully we won't have killed each other by then, and we can fly back to Idaho with a whole bunch of memories. So, does this sound incredible to you or dreadful to you? I know it's certainly not for everyone. And in fact, we've never done a trip like this before. And I keep thinking about the words of my favorite character from the old days of Saturday Night Live. Uh, Brian Fellows was his name. And he would say, I'm excited and a little scared. And that about sums it up. After we get back from this big trip, one of my first exciting projects for 2020 is that I'm hosting an online workshop Of declutter your motherhood for those of you who live far away and haven't been able to attend one of my in-person workshops. And I hope that you'll join me. Um, It's live online. I will actually be there with you interacting and teaching and answering your questions. And in this workshop, I walk you through a step-by-step process to declutter your motherhood so you can feel more joy in your day-to-day life. We take the principles of physical, um, organization of a physical space, and we apply them to our inner lives and our mindset and our expectations for ourselves so that we can clear out the mental space to really design a life that is built on our strengths and that we love. So, if you sometimes feel like you've lost yourself in motherhood, or you're so busy and exhausted that you can't even enjoy your kids, or you're just, you just feel unsure, unclear, or unfulfilled. This workshop is for you. And believe me when I say I have been there in that discouraging, unfulfilled place within motherhood, sometimes I still am there in particularly hard weeks. But after going to years of professional counseling and working super hard to design a life that's built on my gifts and my values, I now have the tools to dig myself out of that dark place and get recentered in my values when times get really tough with my kids. And I want to teach you those tools too. So the workshop will be live online on Tuesday, January 28th. And to find out more about it and to reserve your seat, you can go to three and thirtypodcast.com forward slash workshops. It's really the joy of this whole 3 and 30 experience for me to actually get to see you face to face and talk with you and hear about your lives. So, I hope that you will join us. That's 330podcast.com forward slash workshops. Today's episode comes from my heart as I've spent the last several weeks thinking about how important it is to intentionally rest in order to avoid burnout in our lives. And so, I'm just coming off of this deliberate period of rest within my professional life as a podcaster, but it's gotten me thinking how can we do this within our home lives, in our work as mothers? We probably can't just rest from motherhood altogether, like not doing anything for a month, like I just did for the podcast. But I firmly believe that as mothers, we can and we must build rest into our daily lives, or we will burn out and we will start to hate motherhood, which is not a happy place for us to be or for our children. So, in today's episode, I'm gonna give you some ideas for how to build meaningful rest and self care into our daily routines and schedules as moms. This is episode 111, Three Simple Strategies to Avoid Mom Burnout. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. My son Noah is eight years old, and I'm assuming that if any of you moms out there have little boys who are around the same age, or little girls, you are probably very familiar with the movie Cars. Noah went through a stage when he was about three or four where he was obsessed with this movie and watched it on repeat. And honestly, I didn't really mind because I love the moral and the message of this movie. I love that there's no scary villain in it. It's all about the race car Lightning McQueen. He starts with this massive ego. He thinks that he doesn't need anybody to help him. He is so talented that he's going to be the best race car in the world without anybody's support or help. And then over the course of the movie, he realizes he comes up against his weaknesses. He realizes that he really does need help. He makes some new friends that teach him all sorts of life lessons. And I don't know about you, but that last scene in the movie where he gives up the piston cup in order to help the car cross the finish line who was going to retire. You know what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. It brings a tear to my eye. Anybody else? (laughs) And I'm like, wow, I am crying over an animated Disney movie right now. But it really is such a great movie with so many good lessons and morals for children. But I also think that there's some great lessons in there for moms as well. I am thinking in particular of a scene towards the beginning of the movie where Lightning McQueen is in a race and I can't remember all of the details, which honestly kind of shocks me because This movie was on repeat so much in our house, but I don't remember all of the details. All I remember is that he was in a race. It was a really important big race, and he was winning by a long shot, but he didn't want to just win. He wanted to win by like a full lap or multiple laps, and so he was refusing to take a pit stop and stop and have his tire changed and his crew like help him out and fix him up so that he could finish the race strong. He thought he didn't need that because he was just the coolest and the best. And so, um, as he kept skipping these pit stops At first, the commentators were like, oh, he's going to pay for this. But then as he kept skipping them and still doing okay in the race and still winning, they're like, well, maybe he really is invincible. Maybe he doesn't need these pit stops. But then the last lap of the race, what happens to Lightning McQueen? We probably all remember his tires burst. Not one tire, but two tires burst because he didn't take the time to have the pit stop and have his crew help him and tune him up. And he didn't take any sort of self-care, you see where I'm going with this, uh, to maintain his ability to race. And so he blows the, he, you know, he loses the race. Does he lose the race or does he just end up tying the race? I can't remember. Anyway, he loses his big lead in the race because he wasn't willing to take the pit stop and tune up, rest for a moment and get some self-care. Now, how many of us as mothers are doing this as well. We are in the race of motherhood going full speed and we're not taking regular pit stops to tune up and take care of ourselves. And though we may not have tires that pop and burst, we too can burn out. And kind of have these breakdowns and hit these walls where we are just so unhappy and we are making our families unhappy and we want to run away from our lives and we just are living day to day without very much joy. And so I wanna give us all three strategies of what we can do to tune up as mothers to have some intentional rest within our motherhood so that we don't burn out, so that we can continue doing our best in the races that we are a part of within motherhood. So my first takeaway for how to avoid mom burnout is to spend meaningful time with your kids. And I know that may seem kind of contradictory. You're with your kids all the time. That's the problem, right? The prob- They are leading to the burnout. What do you mean spending meaningful time with them is going to help you avoid burnout? I think that a lot of times when we're really overwhelmed in motherhood, it's our instinct to run away from motherhood, to withdraw. But what we really need to do and what would be the best thing for our souls is to lean into motherhood. And I don't mean the trite, like enjoy every moment. What I mean is to intentionally pick things that make you feel like a good mom and lean into those things. So are there certain activities that you actually do enjoy doing with your kids? Do those things more often. I know for me, I really love reading to my kids and I feel like a good mom when I do it. So in time periods when I'm feeling really low or I'm struggling with some depression, I just default back to that. Like we just read tons of books and I just lean in to that one piece of motherhood. Instead of trying to escape motherhood by surfing on my phone, I just have a pile of books at the ready. And when I feel like I can't deal, I pull my kids in close and we read books. And that deep, meaningful time with them actually rejuvenates me and helps me to get past the mom burnout. Investing in your relationships with your kids and connection with them makes this job feel worth doing. It's the only part of this job that really matters, right? So really building on that time with them. Um, I think prioritizing one-on-one dates when you're feeling burned out on motherhood, one-on-one dates with your kids can be really helpful. Because I don't know about you, but I I enjoy my kids so much more one-on-one a lot of the time where there's no fighting, where I can really enjoy their personalities and get to know them better and connect with them. You can do a daily special time for 15 minutes per kid and really invest that way. Pull one of your kids out of school for an hour or two to take them out for lunch and to really get your cup refilled by spending that time with them. One thing that I have done at times is to write down, to notice one perfect moment from the day with my kids, even if there was just one second, that was a perfect moment. Notice it when it happens, absorb it, and write it down at the end of the day to sort of relive it and to remind yourself, I have beautiful moments with my kids every single day. Even if it's just one moment, it still happened. And that counts for something. When you focus on that, it can really infuse life back into your motherhood. It can infuse meaning, so that it doesn't all feel so useless. I remember one time when I was in the midst of a really hard stage with my littles. I, I was tempted to just put them both to bed super early. Which heaven knows that is okay to do on occasion when you really need to. But instead I put Sally to bed. Ryan was home. So then I left and I took Noah on a walk. And it was a really unseasonably warm night in December. But there was snow on the ground. But it was warm enough for us to be out walking. I had him in the stroller and I, I remember we, we went on a walk down the path. And by the way, walking always helps my, my state of mind and being outside. And so that alone was helpful. But we walked to a horse corral that was near our house. And I remember Noah standing on the fence and looking at the horses and the moon was high in the sky and the night was pretty warm and the stars were out. And I just felt my soul kind of relax and think, okay, this is worth doing. I leaned into that moment and that experience and that connection time with him, and it anchored me through the hard moments that came the next day and throughout the week. So spending meaningful time with your kids, with your phone away, doing things that make you feel like a good mom can really help to rejuvenate you and keep you away from burnout. My second takeaway, though, is the complete opposite of that, and I think it's equally important. Spend meaningful time without Your kids. This has been an absolute key to me with my mental health as a mother. I have to have meaningful alone time away from my children every single day. And when I do that, then I am a better, happier mom for them when I am with them. So how do you get time away from your kids every single day, particularly if you're a stay-at-home mom, which I was until I started this podcast a couple of years ago. For the first six years of my motherhood, I was primarily home all day taking care of them. And yet, I still figured out ways to have meaningful alone time every day in order to maintain my sanity. Um, One way to do this is by having a daily quiet time that your kids have an hour or two where they are either napping or they are playing quietly in their room. And this is non-negotiable alone time for mom. I know it sounds too good to be true. Some of you listening are thinking, my kids would never do that. There's no way. I am telling you, if I can get my super strong-willed kids to do this, you can too. And I have an entire episode on how to get your kids to take a quiet time every day. It's episode 33, I will put it in the show notes. So you can go back and listen to that, how to slowly teach them and train them to stay in their bedrooms and to give you that time and space that you need, as well as I really believe that they need. They need that downtime as well. They need that time to be creative, to reset, to be alone, to learn independence. It's so good for them. And I talk about it all in that episode. Daily quiet time has absolutely helped me to avoid mom burnout. So that is one way that you can get time without your kids. Another way is to actually leave your home um, and to go and do something just for you. And in order to do that, you might need a babysitter. You might need to figure out um, a friend swap, where you have her kids once a week and then she has yours. So you have a couple of hours to yourselves. You can absolutely prioritize this as an important need, regardless of where you are in your life, regardless of where you are with finances. When my husband was in residency and we really didn't have any extra money to pay for childcare for me to have a little break during the day, I worked out the friend swap with other my other friend who was in a similar position as me so we could each have some alone time during the week. Um, a few years ago, I was in a really hard place mentally with motherhood. I was really struggling, and I wondered if I should start counseling again. I've done counseling on and off over the past eight years or so. And that is a big investment to do counseling. 100% worth it, I might add. But it is a big financial investment that we had prioritized because we recognized that I needed the mental health support. So we started talking about, should I go back to counseling? And I realized that I didn't need counseling at that moment as much as I just needed hands on help. There are times when I needed counseling more, but at that moment in time, what I really needed was just someone to help with the kids and a little break. I asked Ryan, I approached Ryan and said, hey, what if we took the amount that we would pay per month for me to go to counseling and instead we used that money towards a babysitter to come for a few hours every week so that I can get the alone time I need for my mental health? And he agreed. And that was a sacrifice that we made, but it was absolutely worth it. And I remember us having a discussion about we could save this money to like go on a big family trip at the end of the year. But what is the good of having a really awesome week where you escape your life once a year versus like, wouldn't we rather build a daily life that is joyful rather than using that money to escape our life once a year? And not that that's what vacation is, but you understand what I'm saying. We decided to invest some of that money that we would have used for like a big trip into me having some help so that I could be happier in my daily life. And when I'm happier, Ryan's happier. (laughs) Uh, You may have noticed that in your own marriage. I truly think that as I have taken care of myself and my mental health and gotten myself to a good place emotionally, every area of my life has improved. My marriage has improved and my parenting has improved because I am so much happier. And that is 100% worth the investment. I recently heard a really great idea on the Mom Force podcast. They were talking about babysitters and she said, that in the summer she has a mommy's helper come so that's somebody who's like a 10-year-old girl like you wouldn't necessarily leave your kids home alone with a 9 or 10-year-old girl but she can come over and play with your kids while you get some other things done but what she said what they said on the Mom Force podcast that I thought was super interesting was that she would hire a mommy's helper to come with her to run errands so that she could leave her kids in the car and run into multiple stores And her kids would be safe because the mommy's helper was with them, helping them, you know, get whatever drinks they needed, keeping them safe, whatever. And it was legal (laughs) for her to run multiple errands. She could get a ton done. She's with her kids, but she could run into these stores. Isn't that kind of brilliant? I really believe that thinking outside the box of how you can get meaningful time every day without your kids can be a game changer for your happiness as a mom. And I want to encourage you not to accept the lie that there's no option out there to help you. I don't believe that. I think that so often we decide that there's no one that could help me. There's no, like I'm in a unique circumstance where I live far away from family or my kids have special needs or we don't have any extra money for a babysitter. And so there's just no one to help me. I don't believe that. I want to challenge you to push back against that and think of some solutions, even if they're outside the box. There's, you know, you could do gym, go to the gym and do the gym child care and have your kids spend two hours or an hour in the gym child care while you exercise. You can even sit and read a book while they're in the gym child care. And some gyms are really expensive, but some are affordable and some have financial aid. Like I know a lot of YMCA's. Have financial aid if you are in a position where you couldn't pay for a gym membership. Think outside the box. Even if your kids have special needs, I promise you there is somebody that can help you. There are grants that you can get for help with home care for your kids with special needs. Ask your pediatrician for resources. Look on care.com for options for babysitters and caretakers in your area. Talk to your friends and see if they would be willing to arrange some sort of a swap. Talk to your partner if you have one and ask for a night off every week, whatever it might be to get the alone time that you need to thrive. And when you have that alone time, what are you going to do with it? The, the key here is meaningful time without your kids. Don't just squander that time away. I suggest thinking about something that you loved doing as a child or that you loved doing before you had kids and do that. Invest in a hobby, a passion project, connecting with a friend that you really love, going out for coffee or hot chocolate with them once a week, doing something that will fill you up when you are away from your kids. And the third takeaway, which I actually think builds really well on the second, is to say aloud what you need. So many of us moms are running on empty. We're about to burn out because we're just not willing to ask for help. We're not willing to tell the people around us that we need and want help. And although we may not think of that as, you know, egotistical Lightning McQueen's who won't stop for help, it kind of is. I mean, I know it's not because we think we're the best ever and we're going to win the race of motherhood and we don't need anybody. But it's similarly prideful to never acknowledge that you need help. It's okay to need a pit stop. It's okay to need a crew team to spell you and to spruce up your tires and to give you some support. So let's not be martyrs and let's not just wait around hoping that the people around us will read our minds and know what we need and give it to us. That is such a recipe for resentment. Instead, just say aloud what you need. Ask for it and ask for support in figuring out how to make it happen. So I've thought about this on Sundays Sundays are a day that we largely spend at home with our family. We really want it to be a rest and rejuvenating day. But I sometimes find that it isn't rejuvenating and it isn't restful because the kids are going crazy and, you know, so it's the opposite. So I've started saying to Ryan, my husband, I would like some quiet time today to write in my journal or I would like some quiet time today to take a nap. I'm sure you would like some quiet time too. How can we make this happen? So I'm saying out loud what I need and want. I'm acknowledging that he probably wants that too. Let's make a plan. So maybe you are in charge of the kids for a couple of hours while I do what I want to do on Sunday afternoon, and then we'll swap, and then we'll come together for dinner, and we'll have a great family dinner, and we'll play some games, and then we'll put the kids to bed. So it's a matter of saying out loud what you want and need and then making a plan for it to happen. And one thing that I learned from the podcast Shameless Mom Academy I heard Sarah Dean say this, the host, and it has stayed with me ever since. She said, ask for support, not permission. And I think that that is so important. It's huge as you are thinking about your own self-care as a mother. Instead of going to your partner and saying, can I take a nap? Can I have some alone time today? Like, will you give me permission? It's a simple tweak and a reframe, but it's, it's this, you're saying the same thing. It's just A different way of saying it where you say, I would like to take a nap today, or I am going to take a nap today. How can we make that happen? Where does it fit? And how can I then in return support you in getting your needs met? So you're asking for support, not permission to get the things that you need so that you won't burn out as a mom. Okay, friends. So those are my three strategies. And I know that you probably already know these strategies. You've heard them before. This isn't revolutionary My question is Have you actually applied them? Have you actually done it? So don't just listen to this podcast. I want you to take a few minutes this week, maybe right now when the podcast ends, to sit down and brainstorm the three strategies and one action step that you can take within each strategy to have better mental health, better mental self care so that you won't burn out as a mom and so that you can be more joyful and present and happy in this role that is so important in our lives and in the lives of our family. So those three takeaways are, first, spend meaningful time with your kids. Brainstorm things that make you feel really alive and full as a mom and prioritize doing those things, especially in periods where you have really low energy. Just do the things that make you feel like a good mom. Lean into connection. Takeaway number two, spend meaningful time without your kids. Figure out a way to make that happen with the help of a babysitter or a friend swap or a daily quiet time. And don't forget to check out episode 33 about quiet time. And then third takeaway, say out loud what you need for your self-care. Don't expect your partner or anyone else to read your mind. Ask for support, not permission. Say what you need and believe that you can find a solution to get it. I feel so passionately that we should not just be surviving as mothers, we should be thriving. And it is possible with some simple tweaks to our self-care routine, we can build in daily rest. Even if we can't take a whole month off of motherhood, we can build in daily rest and rejuvenation and meaningful time with and without our kids so that we feel full every day. If you would like to dive into this concept further of building a life that you love and designing it in a way that fills you and fuels you as a mother, I encourage you please to check out my online workshop that will be Tuesday, January 28th. You can go to 3 and 30 podcastcom forward slash workshops. We're going to spend three and a half hours that day digging in and you will walk away with a concrete action plan to build a life that you love. So join me for that. I hope that you have a fabulous week. I hope that my family and I are surviving in our camper van. (laughs) Wish us luck. And I hope that you have a restful week with your family.